This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, I love statistics, whether it's sports stats, movie box office numbers, or stock market performance. But let's take baseball as an example. For hitters, the national pastime holds two legendary statistical career mountaintops, 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Statistics that we can measure all hitters against to determine their greatness. Now, Hall of Famer Hank Aaron, who left us earlier this year, achieved the stat that only makes, it always makes my head shake. If you take away all of his 755 home runs, he still has 3,016 hits. Very impressive. But not a baseball show, I guess. So (laughs) when it comes to retirement, there are a number of stats that can stop you right in your tracks. So once you get over that initial surprise, you can often use these stats to adjust or enhance your own retirement strategy. Now, before we dive into retirement stats, let me introduce my co-host with us, as always, the one, the only. Mr. Tony Shore, who, if you look at his career stats, is about the best co-host you're going to find. Gunther surprised me. Gunther surprised me. How about that? Yeah. You weren't expecting that. Gunther! Gunther! I got some new sound effects for you today. That's like your new toy. It is. Gunther, no! Yeah, you'll hear that. Uh, Anytime you mention uh, taxes or bonds in the show, (laughs) I'm going to play that. But uh, thanks for comparing me as a co-host to I'm no comparison. Uh, uh, Hank, I mean, Hank Aaron. Wow. Home run, Hank. Homer Hank, they called him. (laughs) That's a great analogy, though. I love it. And I've been great, uh, just uh, trying to get outside as much as possible. Uh, you know, been cooped up in the house a while. It's a little nicer out going outside. How about you? What have you been up to, Greg? Yeah, I've been busy. Just did another workshop um, online, so meeting a lot of uh, interesting folks. I always like seeing that. You know, even though we're doing the Zoom calls and we're not doing it in person at this time, um, it's right. always nice to to see the people because we're doing these virtual seminars and I don't see anybody. I'm just looking at myself the whole time. <laughs> in these workshops and like everything <laughs> is, is typing and things like that so it's nice to actually meet the folks that attended it yeah yeah so you've been good yeah we've been real busy um congratulations greg yeah thank you thank you can't complain <laughs> <laughs> but greg as for today's topic i'm excited to hear some stats about retirement because i think it's a great way to give our listeners <clears throat> some quick information that can make a big difference so How do you want to get us started today? Well, I landed on today's topic after reading an article from The Motley Fool, uh, 40 Sad Facts About Retirement. 
Now, fortunately, the information it contained really wasn't sad. The article's first big stat is that Social Security is designed to only replace 40% of your pre-retirement income. And that means every $10 that you made uh, in your working life, Social Security is just going to replace about $4 of it. And for higher income people, the percentage could be even lower than that 40%. So experts, usually there's a rule of thumb um, that if you you replace about 80% of your working income, then you can maintain the same lifestyle in your retirement. So that's social security is only going to cover half for most people. Well, you're right, Greg. I think that one is definitely an attention getter because some folks, especially younger workers can sometimes fall into that trap of thinking, well, social security is going to be the end all be all uh, to build a retirement strategy. But the reality Mm -hmm. is, even though it's the foundation It's just a component of your overall retirement strategy, right? Yeah, and it wasn't really designed ever to be like a a government pension for everybody. It was more like social insurance. So that's that's what it's designed for. And here's another stat that I confess surprised even me. 55% of workers leave the labor force sooner than they actually initially anticipated. And as you might have guessed, the number one cause is health. So as you build your retirement strategy, you may want to expect the unexpected as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. And to me, uh, that stat crystallizes the need to have uh, a nimble financial strategy that it can change and the one that helps you, you know, safely pivot as circumstances uh, change because, you know, the one thing we can expect is change, right? Yes, absolutely. You got to be flexible. Um, and if you're planning on working till 70 and you have to retire at 60, that's going to throw a a wrench into your plans. Um, Now, the next one is kind of disturbing, this next stat, and that is just a mere six in 10 workers are saving for retirement. And honestly, that number kind of made my heart drop into my stomach. While it's good that 60% of people are utilizing things like their employer provided retirement plan or an IRA, it actually, if you look at the other side, means 40% of folks aren't saving uh, even a nickel for retirement. Oh, and that's huge. I mean, that's a significant number. I mean, if any of our listeners today are in that 40% category, they should really consider working with someone like yourself who can help them get back on the right retirement track. Right. Yes. And it's not really just about whether or not people are saving. The next stat also tells us that people might want to consider stepping up what they're putting towards retirement as well. And that's because the average retirement savings for families uh, aged between 56 and 61 is 163,000. So that's the that's the average size nest egg. So if you were to apply that 4% rule, which is an old rule of withdrawing from your retirement plans. And it's statistically really not the correct number to use. But if you were to just go with that 4% rule with that average nest egg, it means that people could really only generate about $6,500 in annual retirement income right now off of their savings. And those are people, again, 56 to 61 that are knocking on retirement's door. Well, and that's yet another reason uh, to get together with a financial services professional like yourself. And ultimately, there are some income earning tools that you can add to your strategy that will put you on firmer footing. Isn't that right? Yeah. So there's lots of different things out there that can help you maximize uh, your income. And it's very good to talk to a a professional on what strategies um, are going to best serve you as an individual. And another thing you might want to address with a financial services professional is a IRA. And the article points out that just 
8% of eligible workers are actually kicking money into an IRA. 8%. And while there are good reasons for maybe not having an IRA, like perhaps you're contributing a ton of money to your 401k, uh, 8% is still a pretty alarmingly low number. Oh, it really is. I mean, uh, you need to be putting some, you have to put some money into an IRA because you have more control over it. Even if you have a 401k, uh, it's really helpful to have both. Uh, for most people, that would be a good idea. Uh, I agree. And, you know, uh, some of these stats are, really caught my attention today. So uh, what do you have for us next? What's the next statistic you want to talk about? Well, the next stat from the article, uh, and again, this is from The Motley Fool, and it's titled 40 Sad Facts About Retirement. And it's about 401ks. So it's a good segue into this next point. Um, it's one of the most common retirement savings tools. Uh, now, specifically, 20% of Americans aren't taking complete advantage of their match. So let alone trying to save as much money as possible, one out of five workers aren't even getting their full match. So if your employer offers this, it's just vital to contribute at least the minimum to trigger that maximum match. You know, by not doing so, you're leaving free money on the table. So one typical reason some workers aren't using that is it's often automatically uh, provided to new hires. Uh, it's it's less than what the minimum is. So it's kind of the default setting that when sure. you get hired, it's just, well, here, here it is. And it's, it's not taking a full match. So you have to read your plan carefully and understand it and make sure you're getting that maximum match. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you need to be any kind of financial wizard to know you should try not to turn down free money. Uh, take the full match. Uh, make sure you're contributing enough to get the full match. That's that's good advice. Yeah, and there's one out of five people out there that aren't doing it. So that is wow. something very, very important. Now, the next stat I have, Tony, is uh, equivalent to a five-alarm fire. And that's uh, Social Security is going to run out of money in 2034. So as the article notes, the Social Security Trustees Report explains that unless taxes are increased or benefits slashed, the Social Security Trust Fund will run dry by 2034. Now, if that happened, taxes coming into the program would only cover about 77% of the benefits. So that wow. would be a 23% reduction. Now, let me just throw in my personal opinion here. Given the importance of Social Security for so many Americans, it's highly unlikely that elected officials are going to let that program falter when they know you know, what the reaction is going to be from voters. So I think they figure out a way to to keep it going. Yeah, I mean, we've been there before. I remember in the 80s, you know, hearing basically the, the same thing that, hey, you know, Social Security is no longer going to be solvent in, I forget what the date was. It was like, you know, uh, 94 or, or 93, you know, 1993. And then they were saying this in the early 80s, uh, but they do things to shore it up. You know, they do things to make it solvent and keep it going. So they probably will again. You're right. And, you know, you talked a little bit earlier about the importance of not relying too much on Social Security, though, when it comes to your retirement strategy. And clearly, this is another example of the importance of making sure that it's part of your strategy rather than your entire strategy. So what do you have for us next? 
Yeah, we'll we'll stick with um, Social Security for a bit. And that just kind of irks me too, Tony, because, you know, when Social Security was set up, it was supposed to be like a 401k plan, you know, where you paid money. It was a tax. It was a mandatory tax. And then the government was going to hold it for you and then give it back to you later. And then, of course, like kids that couldn't keep their hands out of the cookie jar, they use that money for other things. And now the current taxes are paying the debt off of what they borrowed from it. So it's yep. it's very, very disturbing. Um, and uh, then another stat for Social Security uh, to throw out there is that by 2035, so uh, apparently the year after it's going to go broke, <laughs> there's only going to be 2.2 yeah. workers paying taxes for every one person receiving benefits. Now that number is concerning and that's probably from the baby boomers because historically the ratio has been well over three to one. And just five years ago, it was 2.8 to one. So an estimated Mm. 2.2 to one is definitely going to put pressure on it. Yeah, it's headed in the wrong direction. So they're going to have to do something. And, you know, I know that they will uh, work on that. It just, it depends, you know, they'll pinch in other places to keep it going. So one way or the other, we will be affected probably financially. And that's definitely a stat and situation to keep an eye on. I love all these stats, though. Uh, I think I think it's great, Greg. So let's keep it going. Good. I'm glad you're enjoying these because there's uh, there's a lot of good ones here. And uh, here's another interesting uh, 401k stat. The average worker with a 401k is contributing 6.2% of their income, and that's not including the employer match. Now, that's a drop from an average of 6.9 in 2015. And one of the reasons cited for the decline in savings is an increase in the automatic enrollment programs, which have that default rate that I mentioned earlier of 3% or less. So people just kind of go for the suggestion, I guess, and don't really kind of think about it on their own. And while many financial experts urge uh, people to save 10% of their salary for retirement. So that's a kind of a high bar for a lot of people, um, but 3% is definitely a very, very low number. Um, so start off somewhere higher and then try to focus on getting to that 10% over over time. Yeah, and I'm glad we're talking a lot about 401ks, Greg, because they're obviously just so critical for so many Americans out there and for our retirements. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pensions are kind of disappearing and it's been They've replaced gone the with way the, of the pension as i like to say <laughs> there you go you know 401ks are now the new um retirement vehicle so here's another 401k stat the typical person with a 401k loan they owe about 9500 uh was it 9700 dollars is the average on a loan now at first glance, you might think, well, 401k loan might be a decent way to borrow money because you're paying yourself back uh, with interest. But you got to factor in that over time, where those investment vehicles are, uh, generally in the market or mutual funds, they've had historical annual returns higher than the average loan rate. So you could be costing yourself important compound gains uh, by borrowing out of your 401k. Yeah, and based on what you've said in past shows and before, Greg, here's my two cents. Don't come anywhere near a 401k loan or take money out of your retirement accounts without talking to a financial service professional first. You really shouldn't do that at all. That's, you know, maybe once you turn 60, uh, but until you hit retirement, you're not supposed to touch those at all. And it's a good idea to just leave them be and grow. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's usually a very bad idea to do that. And there's some other options that, that, that could be more beneficial to you. Now, I think that's a rule that just about anyone will be wise to adopt. Now, here's a stat that I'll admit really surprised me. Uh, half of American ha- households have $5,000 or less socked oh. away for retirement. Oh, no. That's a, that half. That is just surprising. And you know, certainly saving enough for retirement is a challenge for a lot of people, but I wouldn't have guessed the average was that low. Um, and here's another related stat. Now, for those in the age bracket of 32 to 37, the median savings amount is a very alarming $480. Greg! No! <laughs> <laughs> That is alarming. That is alarming. That that number surprises me too, Greg. If any of our listeners currently fall into the I don't have enough saved for retirement category, there are steps and tools that can maybe help them catch up. And I know that's something you help folks do. And all our listeners need to do is give you a call, set up that complimentary consultation and, and meet with you to talk about this, get a plan in place. Yeah, there's some tricks to uh, starting starting somewhere, you know, and even if it's a yes. little bit per month that uh, you're not going to take your Starbucks money and sock it away into a mutual fund or something, anything right. <laughs> just to get to get started. Now, right. another significant element of retirement, and we've talked about this in past shows as well, is medical expenses. And oh. this article pointed out that a retired couple in 2018 at age 65 could expect to incur on average about 280000 in healthcare costs during their retirement. And that doesn't include long-term care. Wow. You know, and when I talk to people who are getting closer to retirement, uh, you know, they get nervous about healthcare expenses. That comes up a lot, and it's vital to make sure that your retirement strategy really has a robust plan for managing healthcare costs in retirement because they're huge. Right. Yeah, and I I think you know if you can sleeve a a portfolio into your accounts that has a rainy day fund um, that that would cover some of these costs, you know, things that sure. you're not planning for income, but just for the unexpected. And um, we'll stick with a little another healthcare care uh, in retirement stat. Uh, the typical retired household spends much more of their income on health care than a household that's still working. So if you're making less money, it's actually costing you more. So that's kind of alarming as well. And uh, specifically, the article points to a Kaiser Family Foundation study that reveals retired households spend 14% of their income on health care, while working households spend just 5%. Wow. And my takeaway from that stat is if you're still working, it's a wise move to take full advantage of savings tools like health savings accounts. Uh, which I think uh, most pimp, you know, most people call HSAs, and we've talked about those a little bit on the show. Uh, but we'll probably have a show coming up that really focuses on that and on healthcare because it's such a huge issue these days. But let's keep it going. I mean, you've been tossing out some really interesting financial statistics, some of which confirm what you know some people already suspected, and some have really left me feeling a little shocked and <laughs> eager to reevaluate my own financial strategy. So how would you like to, uh, where would you like to go next with this? Um, Another interesting stat that the article pointed to was uh, longevity. And they noted that one in four people who are 65 today are going to live past the age of 90. Um, So for a lot of 
uh, retired couples, you know, there's going to be a at least a 50-50 chance that one of the spouse uh, will live to at least 90. So, you know, on one hand, those extra years mean more time with family, more adventures, and it's all great, um, you know, to, to, to live long and healthy, but it also means you're going to need more money <laughs> to, to fund yeah. those extra years of retirement. Yep. Yeah, you, you sure are. And I think that's, you have to make sure that you have enough. And I know people are living longer than ever. I mean, my grandfather, we, I may have mentioned this, turned 100 a yeah. couple of weeks ago, February 25th, and he's going strong. He still drives, still works on the farm. Uh, and his, crazy. he says his secret is not stopping. So, um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people more and more make it all the way to 90 or more. Yes. And uh, the next stat is is probably going to surprise a lot of our listeners. And that's one out of 10 of the 65 year olds today are going to make past 95. Wow. So many retirement strategies, they actually have this uh, default assumption that uh, your money needs to last 30 years. It was kind of an old school way of doing it. But it seems pretty clear that retirements of closer to 40 years uh, may become more common. So you need to adjust that strategy as needed. Yeah, like my grandfather. Exactly. So, I mean, he keeps working on the farm, but he doesn't actually farm. He he leases out his land, and but he still tinkers around. So uh, he's been retired a while, and retirement that lasts almost as long as your career is probably something that most people aren't prepared for. Uh, it hasn't, it didn't used to happen, but it's happening more and more. So you need to work with somebody like yourself, a financial professional to uh, tweak your strategy in certain places to look ahead to those bonus years. Yeah. You got to keep your money growing, um, in, in retirement. And in fact, you can make more money with your nest egg after retirement than it, than you did while you were saving it your whole working life. So it's very important to keep your money growing through your retirement years so you can prepare for those things. Well, now, I we, just think we should be building a nest egg. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Marge. <laughs> now, um, since we've been talking about saving, <clears throat> the article's next stat ties in really nicely, and that's only about half of Americans are actually positioned to take a $400 unexpected bill without having to sell something or borrow money. And if you're still working, that might mean you're tempted to dip into your retirement savings to help you manage that emergency. And that could create a whole new series of problems, which we talked about previously. Or even worse, those emergency expenses may end up on high interest credit cards, which presents its own unique set of challenges. Yeah, and I think for most Americans or a lot of folks out there, that's what ends up happening. And that does create so many problems. I mean, even saving... $50 out of each paycheck uh, for an emergency fund can end up making a world of difference when those inevitable financial emergencies happen. Yes, and you're not you're not going to miss that. Think of all the things you spend 50 bucks on, you know that you right. that you regret. So people need to just sock away just start somewhere. I mean, those stats are very alarming. A $400 bill and most people are going to have to borrow. It's just uh, disturbing. People need to save some more money. And we've spent some time talking about um, healthcare expenses in retirement. And uh, the article actually pointed to another healthcare stat that I think we should do a quick chat about. And that's that healthcare expenses are likely to rise at an average annual rate of about 
5.47%. So roughly 5.5% for the next handful of years. Now, on its own by itself, that's that, that's a scary number. That's a pretty large percentage. But when you actually put that next to the, the cost of living adjustments that you get on your Social Security or even government pensions, they're expected to rise only about 2.5%. So this healthcare cost is going to significantly outpace your your cost of living adjustments. Yeah, yeah, it, it really will. That's it. Seems like anyone uh, headed toward retirement can bank on that. And is is you know healthcare and social security are going to require you to have a financial strategy that's flexible enough to address these changes. Yes, and speaking of Social Security, uh, there's another stat, of course, if you claim your Social Security early, which is very tempting, uh, at 62 rather than your full retirement age, you're gonna get a permanent reduction. It's gonna be about 30% lower permanently. So when it comes to paying your bills, enjoying quality of life after you retire, uh, that's a pretty big pay cut. So you probably are going to want to delay taking your social security. And my firm offers that social security maximization report. So we're able to come up with a sound social security strategy. Yeah. And and that's huge. And I think baby boomers who are currently headed into retirement in waves have a lot to ponder. Yes, that's exactly right. And the article notes, too, that about 76% of baby boomers aren't confident that they have enough money saved for retirement. So when you consider some of the challenges and gaps that we've already discussed during the show, you can see that their nervousness really isn't unreasonable. So three out of four baby boomers are a little nervous uh, when it comes to retirement. So let me emphasize that again. If you're behind on your savings, just don't throw up your hands and accept your fate. There are some techniques out there to help you catch up. Sit down with a professional as soon as you can and, and figure this out. Well, retirement anxiety is perfectly normal, Greg. And thankfully, there are financial experts like yourself out there just waiting to lend a hand and fresh expertise. Yes, exactly right. And what comes to retirement anxiety, um, the article actually has another stat from a Ramsey study, and that's 56% of Americans say they're losing sleep (laughs) when they think about retirement. So retirement anxiety is a very real thing. Um, And the study also noted that 42% of baby boomers and nearly half of Generation Xers fear they're going to outlive their, their money. Well, yeah, and I, I think so many people, uh, that's what they fear, is running out of money in retirement, and that's, that's huge. Now, uh, we're nearing the end of the episode, but I think we have time for one more stat. What do you have for us? Yeah, well, since we uh, just mentioned baby boomers and Generation Xers, let's take a look at millennials uh, real quick. So millennials who have 30000 in student loan debt are probably going to end up retiring with about 325000 less than their peers who are out of debt. And as the article wow. explains, if a person with 30000 in student loan debt had instead been able to invest their monthly payment at 25 years old with just an average return of 6%, which is pretty reasonable, uh, you'd have 325,000 by the time you were 66. Wow. Gunther surprised me. (laughs) (laughs) You really did. Now, uh, we're out of time for today's show, but great stats. Um, That was an eye-popping stat to go out on, Greg. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? 
I just want to encourage listeners, if you want some help to get a plan together, maybe cut your budget, uh, see if you're saving enough money and kind of see where your retirement goes. Um, we provide a, a great report called the Retirement Compass that forecasts your your retirement health, essentially. Um, and along with that Social Security Maximization Report, make sure you're not leaving any money on the table. Um, feel free to reach out. Our number is 808-791-2924. You can also visit my website, the rogroup.org. There's a contact us link. Drop me an email. I love chatting with our listeners. All right. Thanks, Greg. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.